God bless you, and welcome to the Defending the Message podcast. I'm your host, Pastor Jesse Smith. In today's podcast, I'm going to answer a question I received from a viewer from El Salvador who asked me about the recent passing of Brother Billy Paul Branham. And my goal is to answer this brother's question and talk about Brother Billy Paul's life with as much grace and brotherly kindness as possible. And as anyone who follows my ministry knows, I've had to take a stance against Branham Tabernacle because of the 24-plus lies that they are propagating and sharing worldwide with millions of people, promoting a false message, and I believe preaching another Jesus. And so to answer the brother's question, I have to share where I differ with my precious brother, the late brother Billy Paul Branham. And I use that same terminology that Brother Branham used. Brother Branham said... Here's where I differ with my precious brother, Uriah Smith, who had already passed away. That's the terminology Brother Branham used in the fifth seal in 1963 regarding his differences with Uriah Smith. So by God's grace, we'll look at the positives with the late brother, Billy Paul Branham. And then we'll look at the red flags or the concerns surrounding Branham Tabernacle and, of course, Billy Paul Branham and Joseph Branham. Remember, friends, we are commanded to try every spirit, according to 1 John 4, verse 1. We're called to prove all things, according to 1 Thessalonians 5, 21. And we're told to be ready always to give an answer for the hope within us, according to 1 Peter 3, verse 15. So let's begin with the positives here, by God's grace. Uh, We're thankful that Brother Billy Paul helped Brother Branham in the prayer lines in many, many meetings. And over the years, I've heard some people say that they had testimonies of healings after Brother Billy Paul had prayed for them. So if those are genuine, then I rejoice in that. It seems Brother Billy Paul wrote many kind letters to people and tried to answer lots of questions. And he seemed to pray for the prayer requests that people sent to him, whether through letter or email. And when I wrote to Billy Paul in 2020, I thanked him for the help he had in spreading Brother Branham's Bible message, and I specifically pointed out Bible message because the Bible was Brother Branham's absolute. The tapes were not Brother Branham's absolute. So to whatever small degree Brother Billy Paul helped spread the Bible message, I thanked him for that. And of course, Billy Paul testified to seeing the angel of the Lord, which seeing the angel of the Lord is a wonderful testimony, but we got to be careful not to take that too far, friends. As we know, Balaam also saw the angel of the Lord. Judas Iscariot lived and ministered with the Lord Jesus for three and a half years. And Cain talked plainly with God, heard the voice of God, and yet left the presence of God. But again, we are thankful for Brother Billy Paul helping Brother Branham in the meetings. And then he was privileged to see the angel of the Lord. Now getting into the concerns or red flags is another way I describe it. The red flags surrounding Branham Tabernacle and of course the late Billy Paul Branham and the current pastor Joseph Branham. You know, over the years for each person that I've had doctrinal concerns with, I've just made a list of red flags or concerns with them. Uh, Wikipedia says a red flag is like a warning. Like you'll see red flags at beaches when there's dangerous weather conditions. In auto racing, they put up a red flag when a race has been stopped. So over the years, I've used that terminology. I have red flags about certain people's ministries. And one example is when I had just come in the message, I was 
attending a church in Lima, Ohio. And there was another church in the city that was much larger, much more popular, but I had many red flags about that pastor. I think I had written down five or six red flags. For example, the pastor allowed the women to cut their hair, to trim them, to wear makeup, but not make it very noticeable. He had told the parents they could let their children listen to rock and roll as long as they had headphones on. He had the false doctrine about the baptism of the Holy Ghost, saying you could have the Holy Ghost just by reading a paper and trying to become saved, which is basically misinterpreting the quote about baptism of the Holy Ghost without sensation. And then, friends, sure enough, after all these five or six red flags, this pastor left the message and now attacks Brother Branham. And that situation taught me to make a list of red flags about ministries. And so that's what I've done, of course, with Branham Tabernacle. So as you saw this year, if you follow my ministry, we have over 24 red flags about Branham Tabernacle. And friends, again, we're commanded to do this. It's not an easy thing to do. It's not a fun thing to do. Uh, but remember 1 Corinthians 11, verse 19, There must also be heresies among you that they which are approved may be made manifest among you. I try to encourage people when there's problems in the church, try not to be discouraged, but just try to stand with the truth with as much love as possible. These heresies must happen so that the true believers can be manifested. So let's look at some concerns or red flags I had about Brother Billy Paul and, of course, Brandon Tabernacle. So back in 2020, I sent a letter, the same letter, to Joseph Branham and Billy Paul. And in the letter, I thank them for their service to try to spread the Bible message of their father. But I said I felt they had at least five false doctrines. Now, of course, this number has grown to 24. But in that letter, I brought out five. Uh, Billy Paul wrote me right back. So did Joseph. Uh, but Billy Paul was very kind, but he did not address any of the five false doctrines. He just said he was going on vacation, and he would pray for me, and he appreciated my Christian spirit. If anybody wants a copy of that letter, let me know. I can email it to you. Um, Joseph wrote me right back and gave me all these quotes to show where he stood, so he basically doubled down on his false doctrines and never repented of anything. So I also even made them a private YouTube video. It was about 18 minutes long, I think. And there was views on it. I shared the links with them. But again, they never showed any repentance for these false doctrines. Also, back in March of this year, 2023, I made a video, When Will Los Angeles Sink? At the end of that video, I addressed the story that Billy Paul Branham often told about how he said he was standing with his father in Los Angeles. And supposedly, Brother Branham said, you'll not be an old man when sharks will be swimming here. And of course, this quote is not on tape. But Billy Paul has shared that around the world since his father's passing, and it has caused many people to look at Billy Paul as a sign of when the rapture might take place. And now that Billy Paul is dead, some people that believe that story from Billy Paul or put a lot of weight on that story from Billy Paul are maybe now concerned or trying to make a new meaning for what Brother Brandon may have meant. But in that video I put out in March, I said I do not put a lot of weight on Billy Paul's testimony because of all the red flags in his life and because the story's not on tape. So, as I told our home church, we've been proven true now that Billy Paul's passed and Los Angeles still hasn't sunk. And I remember even from that video, Brother Branham called himself an old man when he was 55 and 56, so Billy Paul was far beyond an old man. At least according to Brother Branham's own definition of an old man, Billy Paul was 88, if I'm not mistaken, when he passed last week. So I want to share a few more red flags I've had about Billy Paul's testimony. 
Remember, friends, uh, Billy Paul was married twice, which means he was an adulterer. And Brother Bram said this repeatedly on the tapes. I'm not condemning him for being an adulterer, but I'm reminding some people who may have forgotten of the choices that Billy Paul made when he was a young man. And in 1964, Questions and Answers Part 2, Brother Brandon was asked if adulterers could go in the rapture, and he said, quote, there might be a chance, end quote, of them, quote, getting in, end quote. In that same series, of course, Brother Brandon mentioned how Billy Paul was an adulterer, so we know this would apply to him. So even in Brother Ram's own words, he didn't know if there was a chance of adulterers going in the rapture. He was just hopeful that there could be a chance. So we got to keep that in mind. Brother Branham, if a man has been married and divorced, isn't that awful? See, so many. I'm not saying nothing against the people. Just that's on the people's mind. Sure, they're troubled. The rapture, people used to not think so much about that. It wasn't so much of it. But now it's just plastered the world. How can both or one of them be in the rapture? I don't know. I couldn't tell you. The question is, can they be in the rapture? Divorced, each one of them divorced, each one of them has a living companion, then they married again, both of them married again, and now one, this woman has a living husband, this man has a living wife, and now they've got children and so forth, and want to come to God, can they go in the rapture? That'll be up to the Heavenly Father, I couldn't answer that, see? Uh, I saw one thing, the Bible said that they shall be called an adulterer, and the Bible said also an adulterer will not enter the kingdom of heaven. That's all I can say. I, I know that just kills me to say that, but I can't say but what the Word said. I must stay with that. I hope that that's all wrong. Let's see. There might be a chance of you getting in. Don't make two wrongs on ever right and one. Just go on and live the way you are. If you're, if you're happy together, you might have had the wrong companion. I'll say this one thing. If you got the wrong companion in this life, in this life, you'll never have it in the other one. All wrongs will be made right. I don't, the question is asked the other day, was a annulment, um, annulment, annulment, the same as a divorce? See, when you ask me those questions, friends, you don't know what that does to me. I've got many friends sitting here married two or three times. Did you realize I'm talking to my own son, Billy Paul? But I spare Billy Paul? No, indeedy. Billy Paul got married to some little girl. He came up and said, Daddy, I'm going to get married. I was washing my car. I said, butt your head against the wall. Just kept on uh, washing my car like that. He said, I'm going to get married. I said, oh, go on. Just kept on like that. He goes around and tells his mother, and his mother laughed at him. You know what he done? Run off with some little kid still in common school and got married. We annulled the wedding. The father, the girl, and myself. We annulled the wedding. But he was married just the same. He's my boy. Sitting here listening at me now. That's exactly, he come to me with the girl that he lives with now. My daughter-in-law, my little grandson. He said, Daddy, will you marry me? I said, by no means. That's my own son. You think that don't cut me to the core? When I packed him in my arms and done everything I could do, and I've been both father and mother to him, you think that don't kill me to say that? But it's the truth. Certainly. My boy sitting here listening to my daughter-in-law and my little grandson. Sitting right here now, but I tell him it's wrong. Because I've got to. I'm duty-bound to that word. And I'd be a hypocrite if I stood here because my own son sat here that was promised to a girl. I said, if he never even had the ceremony set over him, no matter if he ever lived with the woman or slept with her, the girl, or whatever it was, when he made that vow, he's married. Amen. Billy Paul or no Billy Paul. That's exactly the truth. He's married when he made that promise. 
If it's me, it's the same. We've got to be honest. If I can't be honest with my boy, I can't be honest with you. If I ain't honest with you, I won't be honest with God. And I want you to believe when I tell you to be my honest to goodness opinion. Don't make anything else out of it. Just say it the way I said it. See? I'll go tell you the truth. Secondly, I don't know how God will judge these people like Billy Paul and Joseph who promote or promoted idolatry by saying every word on tape is thus say the Lord. They also say there's no mistakes on the tapes. And of course, Brother Bram has quotes on the other side of both of these statements. I hope Billy Paul repented before he passed. We prayed for that at our church, actually. I want mercy for Billy Paul and Joseph, as we know God is a God of mercy. But friends, we have to think sincerely about this, about the mistake of saying every word a man said was thus saith the Lord. What if someone said every word Peter, who was a prophet, or Paul said was thus saith the Lord? Any sensible person would say, you're crazy for saying that. Now, of course, the word of God, the epistles that they wrote were thus saith the Lord, but not every single word they ever said was thus saith the Lord. I've told people as well, remember in the Old Testament, the tribe of Dan and Ephraim were blotted out of the book of life under heaven because of their idolatry. So all I know is there's great dangers in idolizing every word on Brother Bram's tapes as Billy Paul and Joseph and their movement so freely does. And I've said this before, idolaters are either lost or perhaps in God's mercy, God could save them as foolish virgins and yet God in his mercy would allow them to have these awful complexes of idolatry and tape worship. But again, I'm not sure. I cannot see how a Holy Ghost-filled person can promote blatant idolatry because idolatry is heresy. Idolatry is false doctrine. The Bible says only those with sound doctrine are born again. It's 2 John 1 verse 9. The Bible says those who abide in the doctrine of Christ have both Father and Son. And the doctrine of Christ is to worship only God and never idolize anything. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 10 that we're to flee idolatry. John says it in his epistle of 1 John, keep yourselves from idols. And that applies to me, that applies to every person. We must keep ourselves from idols. And if I have idols, then I want God to convict me of those idols. So I'll repent of those idols and I'll be pure in his sight. But see, friends, I've tried so many times to help Billy Paul and Joseph see their idols in their lives. As far as I know, they haven't repented. But I hope Billy Paul did repent before he passed on. And I keep praying for Joseph to repent, of course. And friends, one perspective or one red flag is that I see Billy Paul and Joseph as rich men. And they're most likely living off the ties, which should be going to local pastors who preach the word of God and feed people's souls. And in their system, Billy Paul and Joseph really had no real accountability. Like there isn't a local church who has a pastor who preaches and strengthens the people, feeds the people, but also has to get the leaven out of his congregation. Over the years, I was burdened by the red flags or the words that Billy Paul would say. He would say, Brother Bram's ministry was a one-man message, which was basically rejecting the five-fold ministry. So it was a red flag when Billy Paul would say one-man message, but then when he would give testimonies, he would act like a preacher. Anyone who's watched him give his testimony would agree to that. He looks like he's preaching. He's acting like he's preaching. And yet then he'll say it's a one-man message. So that's a very sad inconsistency that I saw. And then Brother Branham even said Billy Paul wasn't a preacher. 
and yet Billy Paul would teach false doctrines, as I've showed. One of them I showed on my video called The 7th and 8th of 24 Lies Coming Out of Branham Tabernacle. It was video 150, where Billy Paul said, Brother Branham was identical to Jesus, all but the corporal body, and that was a great heresy. So you can go watch that video or listen to that podcast if you'd like to better understand that awful seed of discrepancy, that awful false doctrine that came out of Branham Tabernacle. And finally, friends, there were other red flags as well. Our precious brother Billy Paul would say, just press play and obey, and yet the Bible doesn't say that. Brother Branham never said that. And he would also say this, God thought it, Brother Branham said it, I believe it, that settles it. These statements have always been red flags because they seemingly idolize every word on Brother Branham's tapes. They take out discernment, they take out prayer, they take out preaching, they take out the fivefold ministry, they take out words of wisdom, they take out words of knowledge. All the focus is on Brother Branham and the tapes because that was the source of their income, that was the source of their authority. And as Brother Branham said, the way a tree leans is the way a tree falls. So I look at all these red flags, I look at all these false doctrines, over 24 false doctrines coming out of Branham Tabernacle, and I've just got to pray for them. I've just got to ask God to have mercy on them. So that brings this podcast to a conclusion, friends. Hope it was a blessing. If you have any questions or concerns for me, please reach out to me at my email address. It's very... It's much more easier for me to get back to emails. So you can email me at jesse.smith11 at sbcglobal.net. Thank you for your downloads. And if you feel led of the Holy Spirit to share this with someone, please do in prayer. God bless you. And may Jesus Christ anoint you to defend the message. Good afternoon, friends. Very happy to be here this afternoon and again in defense of the gospel of Jesus Christ to bring the good tidings, the good news that Jesus raised from the dead, living among man today, his church, the same Jesus that was yesterday will be today and forever. It never fails. Thank you.